Hello, this is Jennifer Griffiths, Managing Editor of Analytical Chemistry. Welcome to our February podcast. In our February 7th issue, we have two features. The first, by Shanhu Lee and Heather Allen, focuses on methods to analyze the particulate matter in urban environments. Aerosols consist of small, solid, or liquid particles that are suspended in air, and those of less than one micron in diameter have lifetimes of weeks or months. Particles exist at higher concentration in urban versus rural environments and can affect climate, air quality, and human health. I have Dr. Lee here on the phone to tell us more about the article. Hello, Shanhu. Hi. So first, why is it important to analyze aerosols in urban environments? In urban environments, compared to rural and remote areas, there are higher concentrations of aerosol particles, even several orders of magnitude higher. And the chemical composition of individual particles in urban environments is also very complex. For example, any individual aerosol particle found in urban areas can contain various inorganic and organic components, including many toxic chemicals. So when people inhale these particles, they can cause negative health effects, such as asthma, Particles also affect air quality, visibility, and atmospheric composition, and the climate. So could you describe some of the methods outlined in your article? Yeah. So chemical composition and size are the two most important parameters that we need to measure in order to address these negative effects of aerosols on human health and air quality. One of the most powerful techniques used to make aerosol chemical analysis is mass spectrometry. Compared to traditional aerosol techniques, mass spectrometry has several advantages, including faster time response and the minimum modification of chemical composition during the sampling process. And mass spectrometers can also measure a wide range of chemical compositions with very high sensitivity. So because of aerosol mass spectrometry is such an important analytical tool in atmospheric sciences, there are a number of excellent reviews writing by our colleagues, as we cited in this future article also. And for detecting aerosol sizes and the number of concentrations, the most common technique is scanning mobility particle spectrometer, known as SMPS. So SMPS is widely used for long-term measurements also in many urban cities. Particle size measurements is important in order to understand the aerosol microphysics and aerosol potential to become cloud condensation nuclei, which is the seed of cloud droplets. So how have these methods been applied in the real world? Both uh, particle mass spectrometers and the scanning mobility particle spectrometers are widely used in dual world. For example, they were used in several large atmospheric field studies conducted in Mexico City, which is one of the most polluted megacities in the world, and also in Beijing, another extremely polluted megacity, and many urban areas in the United States, such as Los Angeles, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh. These studies often target on air quality and climate issues together, and these instruments play the key roles in providing very important new information on atmospheric urban aerosols. What sorts of challenges lie ahead for the field? Particle mass spectrometers have been advanced tremendously during the past 10 years, but there is a large room to improve. For example, at this moment, chemical speciation of organic aerosol is not successful. 
and it would be also very useful to develop a technique that can identify organic functional groups from aerosol particles with a faster time response and high sensitivity. Quantification of organic aerosol is also another challenge. Also, measuring chemical composition of uh, particles smaller than 10 nanometers is also a very challenging area in analytic chemistry. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. We also have a second feature in our February issue. Microfluidic devices have become important tools for many analyses, including those of single cells. For example, properties such as single-cell protein or drug concentrations can be measured, and rare cells can be isolated in these lab-on-a-chip devices. Thus, it is important to educate the next generation of scientists about these methods, and in their feature, Majdi Naja, Andrew Griffiths, and Michael Rekelink outline methods for teaching single-cell digital analysis using droplet-based microfluidics. This feature should be useful to educators and students alike as they explore this topic. So that's all for this month. You'll find the February issue and others on the Analytical Chemistry website at pubs.acs.org ac. We hope you enjoy it. <laughs>